0: Father Almighty, O Lord, the end of begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us, for Thou only art holy, high, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O
1: God, you declare your almighty power above all in showing mercy and pity mercifully grant us such a measure of your grace that we may obtain your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasures through jesus christ your son our lord who liveth and reigneth with thee in the holy spirit one god now and
0: forever
1: The Epistle lesson, the Old Testament lesson for today, the 10th Sunday after Trinity, is written in the 7th chapter of the prophet Jeremiah, beginning at the 1st verse. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all you men of Judah, who enter these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Amend your ways and your deeds, and I will let you dwell in this place. Do not trust in these deceptive words. This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. For if you truly amend your ways and your deeds, if you truly execute justice one with another, if you do not oppress the sojourner, the fatherless, the widow, or shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not go after other gods to your own harm, then I will let you dwell in this place, in this land that I give to the give a, gave of old to your fathers forever. Behold, you must trust not in deceptive words to no avail. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, make offerings to the Baal, and go after other gods that you have not known? And then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, we are delivered only to go on doing all these abominations. Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of thieves? Behold, I myself have seen it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Keep
0: me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. From your presence let my vindication come. Let your eyes behold the right.
1: The lesson is written in the 12th chapter of St. Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth, beginning at the first verse. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts by the same Spirit, there are varieties of service by the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities. But it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good to one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom to another the utterance of knowledge in accordance with the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by one spirit another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another the ability to distinguish between spirits to another various kinds of languages to another the interpretation of those languages. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. This is the word of the Lord. Amen.
0: Alleluia! O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. Alleluia!
1: The Gospel is written in the 19th chapter of St. Luke, beginning at the 41st verse. Glory be to Thee, o Lord. When Jesus drew near and saw the city, He wept over it, saying, Would that you ever, even you, had known this day the things that make for your peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. And he entered the camp temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priests and scribes and principal men of the people were seeking to destroy him, but they did not find anything that they could do, for all the people were hanging upon his words. This is the gospel of the Lord. who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father
0: Christ the Lord, she is his new creation, in water the word. From heaven he came and sought her to be his only bride, with his own Oh takes one. Are keeping their cry goes up how long, and soon the nights are.
1: Of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Little brother, said Chiksika, he placed his hand on Tecumseh's shoulder the day before and said, What I say to you now will come to be. Just as our father knew that he would die in the battle with the Shamanase, where the Kanawa and the Spelawitheni meet, so I know that I will die tomorrow in the midst of our little battle. When the sun is at its highest, a bullet from the white men will hit me between my eyes, and my life will end. At that moment, you must begin the attack, and we will win. And now as they rode towards the frail fortification behind which the whites lay, a devastating sorrow drained Tecumseh's strength and will. He followed his beloved older brother, Chixica, wordlessly towards the destiny that he had predicted. And he thought again of the many years that they had shared, the warmth that they had always had for each other as brothers. And not even Tek Mapase, his sister, whom he loved dearly, filled as great a part of his heart as did Chixica. The certainty that this day would be the day that he would lose all that made him want to cry out in anguish and hug his brother and force him to go away with him somewhere where this would not happen. But as Shawnee, he knew he could not do that. In today's gospel, we observe something very similar, didn't we not? A similar anguish and sadness in Jesus Christ. Because as he's moving through the mountainous area around Jerusalem and he sees the city he too begins to weep. He begins to weep, saying, if you had known, even you, especially in this day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes, the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you and surround you and close you in on every side, and they will level you to the ground, they will not leave one stone upon another because you did not know that the hot time of your visitation. Like the Shawnee chiksika so Jesus sees a future doom, not for himself, but for Jerusalem. And so he wept, he ek, eklousen in Greek, he kaleos, he cries, he weeps which means literally to lament to the point of sobbing. It means that you, that you weep to the point where there's no water left in your eyes. You just sob, your, he- your head bent to the floor. For here in our gospel lesson, it makes it very clear that Jesus' tears are not for his own death in Jerusalem. No, he willingly embraces that death because he knows that that death is the death by which he gives to us life. He knows that he must die. And willingly goes to his death. No, his weeping here is seen as a prophetic sign. It's the same kind of weeping that we see in 2 Kings eight eleven, where the prophet Elijah set his countenance to, in a stare until he was, a, he, was, he was ashamed. And the man of God wept. And Hazel said, Why, my Lord, do you weep? And he said, Because I know the evil that you will do to the sons of Israel. Their strongholds you will set on fire. Your young, their young men you will kill with the sword. Or the weeping prophet Jeremiah who in chapter 9 verse 1 cries out, Oh, that my head were waters and my eyes were a fountain of tears that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughters of my people. Yes, Jesus wept. Not for himself, but for the sad condition of his city, Jerusalem. Which ironically means the city of peace a city of peace that has forgotten what it means to be peace, to have peace, to know where true peace is found. That's why he wept, saying, you do not know that which makes for your peace. We hear a similar cry in Isaiah 48, where the prophet Isaiah cries out, oh, that you had heeded my commandments, then your peace would have been like a river. Your righteousness like the waves of the sea. And your descendants would have been like the sand. and offspring of your body like the sands of the sea. And his name would not have been cut off or destroyed from me. And why do they not know? Why does Jerusalem not know that which makes their peace? Because Jesus says it is hidden from their eyes. It's hidden from them. Hidden from their eyes. Why? what about us is that which makes for our peace hidden from our eyes is Christ when he weeps over Jerusalem can we not say maybe he's perhaps weeping by extension over us because where is God's peace found or maybe I should say it differently When is the last time you and I have deliberately read God's Holy Word with deliberation and intent? And when is the last time we've looked at our phones? I dare say we spend hours every day doing the latter and very little doing the former. Yes, there is a time will come, the prophets would say, when the love of mankind will be withered away famine not a bread but a famine for hearing the word of the lord we're in that famine now i think perhaps and that famine is completely and utterly self-imposed we're not in eastern europe in the 1930s and 40s or 50s where where bibles are taken from us and we're put in gulag for their possession no we just we just abandon our scriptures we let them sit and gather dust we ignore them and that's why we don't know that which causes gives us peace and maybe that's why Jesus weeps because Jesus makes it very clear in his scriptures that if you abide in my word you are my disciples indeed and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free Yes, Jesus says that if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. If anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. But how can we keep that which we do not know? How can we understand that which we do not read or listen to or hear? Tragically, Jerusalem will see and taste death at the hand of multiple Roman legions and all because they ignored God's word, the words of eternal life, the words of truth. I mean, why is it, think about this, I mean, why is it that when the Magi came seeking him who has been born king of the Jews, because we've seen his star in the east, and we've come to worship him, why is it that the Magi could not get directions from the people in Jerusalem, even though Jerusalem is only like three and a half miles away from Bethlehem? I mean, literally, I mean, mean, it's not that far. I mean, some of us in Pharaoh live farther away from Bethlehem than Herod lived from from Jesus. And how was it they were ignorant of that? Because they had not been reading the word of the Lord. They did not know that there was born to you, O Ephrathah, in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. They didn't know that the the scepter would come out of Judah. It's only when we go to scriptures that we do know that there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And today, where do we find Christ? We don't find him wrapped and swaddled clothes. No, we find him. We find him embedded in the preachment of the Holy Gospel. We find him embedded in his, his declared and written scriptures. And we find him. We find him in 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 with consecrated bread and wine in the Holy Communion. That's where we find him. We find him embedded in the waters of holy baptism, where we're born again of water and the Spirit. That's where we find him now. But the only only way we know that we find him there is if we know the Scriptures that tell us he that, is, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. That unless you're born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God. Yes, it's by God's holy words and his blessed sacraments that we know that which makes for our peace. Without the Holy Word, we do not know that which makes for our peace. And this word peace, this this word Irene in the Greek or Shalom in the Hebrew, it it means so much more than earthly peace. It's so much more than the absence of conflict. It means means like the way God has given you the thing which is meant for the world to be without sin. It means that God is returning to you something better even than Eden. Jerusalem doesn't know this. The city whose name literally means Shalom does not know this. And that's why Jesus weeps. He weeps over the city of peace. A city doomed to die and experience war. Let us not make the same error they made. Let us rather repent, shub, turn from our, our ways of sin and and. and 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 receive a new course, a course given to us by God's Word, a course that Jesus desires for us, the true peace of of the Lord that surpasses all human understanding. And where is this true peace found? This true peace is found in God's Word. That's the reason why the Apostle Paul declares in Romans 15, he says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, yes, yes. By being justified by faith, we have peace through God, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 5, verse 1. And this hope does not disappoint. It does not. Because the Lord our God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And we know this outpouring. We know this outpouring in the water that's poured into the the fountain of baptism where we are born again, as I said, of water and the Spirit. We know this outpouring when we we taste God's forgiveness, as we taste the blood of Christ poured into the chalice, the body of Christ consecrated for us under bread. Yes, through these means of grace that we can only identify through God's Word, we know that which makes for our peace. And when we know that, then Jesus Has no need to weep over us as he wept over Jerusalem. In the name of our our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It's certainly a pleasure having everybody here that's here this morning. And I uh, just want to welcome everyone. The uh, Notice the blue news for this week. What, one, one of the couple things we have coming up today at, at 5 in the Fellowship Hall, we'll be having a potluck uh, get-together with, the, with everyone in the parish that, that is that is able and willing to come. We, we, we hope everybody is there. should be a really nice time. Um, uh, the instruction is to bring your favorite dish. Whatever dish is your favorite, p- please bring it. Uh, it should be great. And uh, first service, we gave a farewell and Godspeed to Dave and Joyce Decker. Some of y'all, most of y'all know the the Deckers. They've been uh, a fixture in our parish for about 25 years. And uh, Dave and Joyce have been very active in in the parish and its activities and its its life and leadership. Uh, But Dave and Joyce have decided that what is best for them is uh, to go back to Indiana, where they came from originally, uh, they've got a place, uh, they're going to be entering a community up there in Lafayette, Indiana, West Lafayette. And so we pray for their journey. I think they pull out tomorrow and the moving vans come soon after. And uh, so with sadness, uh, we gave them a farewell and Godspeed, the first service. We may see them tonight, hopefully, if they get enough done, but we may not as well. So we'll just keep them in our, their, our prayers today. Um, also, we have elders in council on Tuesday. And uh, so uh, if you're a member of either one of those, or if you're a member of the parish and like would like to come to the council meeting, that is always an open meeting, uh, and you're certainly welcome to attend that and uh, hear what goes on in the parish. The Lord be with you. peace let us pray to the Lord for the peace that is from above and for the well-being of the churches of Christ and for the godly unity of all Christendom let us pray to the Lord for Matthew and Eric our shepherds and bishops in Christ for all pastors and teachers and all people let us pray to the Lord for our nation all our people, for our president and congress, our governor and legislature our judges and magistrates and all who serve in public office, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and the sorrowing, for those who mourn, for those who are in need and distress, for the homebound and the infirm. Especially we pray uh, this day for uh, Doris and Marianne, for uh, Bill and Joyce, for Mary and Mark, Eddie and Norma, Kim and Suzette, for Marilyn and Glenn for Dean and, and, and Terry, Jackie and Tony, for Chris and Marion, for Meredith and James, for George and Larry Dean, for Earl and Suzette, for Bob and, and Mallory, Mark and Hank, for Haley and Jay, Tracy and Michelle, Carl and Karen and Jimmy and Tina, Ainsley and and, and uh, Kevin, Ron uh, and Richard, for Thelma and Ralph, Theo and Easton, for Doug and Hugh, Waylon and Ryan, we pray for all the families of our parish who mourn, especially though for the um, the Blunt and Davis families, the Chant family, the Blackwell and Cooper families, for the Tatum and Rogers families, for the Tackle family, the Gross family, the Florencic and Parsons family, the Freeman family, the Nielsen family, the Osbacher and Schwartz families, the Gallardi and the Whitfield family. We also pray, Heavenly Father, for those serving our country's armed forces. Especially Riley Hatfield as she travels up today to Fort uh, McClellan there in Aniston. We pray also for Paul and Turner, uh, Paul and Hayden, and we pray, Heavenly Father, also for all of our university students, including Minnie, Noah, Katie, Dylan, Aiden, Jason, Jason, and Jacob. And we pray, Heavenly Father, also for those to whom death is drawing near, and for us all, that when our last hour shall come, we may depart this life in the confidence of the sure faith, and in also the in also the communion of the holy. Right and holy hope and holy communion of Christ's one holy church, let us pray to the Lord. Recalling those who have gone before us in the faith and rejoicing to share with them the Sabbath rest which Christ has won for his people, that together with them we may be found faithful in the day of judgment and rejoice in the day of the resurrection of the dead, let us pray to the Lord. We pray especially this day for Joyce and, and Dave as they will depart from our presence and go on up to uh, Indiana. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you watched over Abraham and Sarah in their long pilgrimage. You watched over the Magi and brought them safely uh, to the uh, infant Christ and back again. We pray for Joyce and Dave as their long sojourn among us now is over. We pray that you will bless them in Indiana. and We pray that that you will watch over them, and that you will be, cause them to be such a blessing to those folks there that, that you've made them to us here. We ask this in Jesus' name, who lives and reigns with you, Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever.